Well, good evening and praise God from whom all blessings flow. Welcome to today's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. All of our listeners in the United States, I welcome you back. And to all of our listeners in every other country around the globe, as always, we are honored to have you. Welcome everyone to Marriage and Family Clinic. In Southern Virginia, you can listen on WGPL 1350, WPC 1400. Those are on your AM dial. On your FM dial, find us at WBXB 100.1. You can also listen to the live stream simply by tuning into www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can tune into www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com, click on the WGPL icon, and you can listen to the live stream. And if you would like to hear this particular program broadcast or any other in the Marriage and Family Clinic series, you can listen to the podcast simply by searching Bishop C.D. Hodges. Search Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podbean. Search those and you can find our uh, podcast. Marriage and Family Clinic is here to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. We hope to help you identify what makes you tick and ultimately help you repair, grow, and perfect your marriage and your family relationships. Welcome once again, everybody. Well, I'm excited to be with you once again, and I'm excited to bring my special guests back to you. They were with us last week, uh, uh, my wannabe son and daughter, uh, Corey and Erica Dixon. I just love them. I love them with all my heart. They're special to me. Uh, I'll do anything in the world for them. When all my children get together, they fit right in. Uh, I want to welcome them back with us. We had such a delightful discussion on last week. I asked them if they would be willing to come back and share some more time with me, and they graciously agreed. Uh, And I feel blessed even the more to have them with me. So we're going to talk about some parenting issues, their parenting experiences, and just pick up from where we left off on last week. And I know time's going to fly by on us, so we'll get going right here. So Corey and Erica, welcome back. How are you all doing this week? All right. Always so glad to have you. I I, I told them last week that... uh, I feel like the old man just imparting to uh, the next generation. It makes me feel so privileged. And you know you're growing a little bit older because you feel fulfilled uh, about trying to leave a legacy. And that's what it's all about, trying to leave a legacy. I don't want to leave this earth and people not remember who I was. Mm. You know. So what are we going to remember you for? Well, that's a subject for another day. I'm going to have to fix that up. All right. But Erica and Corey, welcome back again. Thank you so much for joining us. We left off uh, last week, uh, found out that you all have been dating since birth. And, uh, <laughs> and, and you shared so many firsts together. Believe me, they shared so many firsts together. <laughs> Thank God for that, though. But it's made them a lovely couple all the more just to have that shared background. Uh, it's made them come together uh, even the more. And we talked about some of the things that you all learned, some of your childhood philosophies or your philosophy towards children uh, before you got married. Uh, So this week I want to move into the marriage. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to move into the marriage. We're talking about you and your son, Luke Corey, there, who happens to be my partner. I call him my junior deacon. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I want to leave a legacy with him also. So when we're talking about up until the point you got marriage there, were there any glaring differences in your parenting styles, your parenting philosophies uh, before you got married? So you're getting married here. Did you all talk about your parenting styles or parenting, parenting philosophies? How did that work out? Uh, for me, I don't think we talked much about any parenting styles. We knew we wanted to be parents. Uh, once again, we didn't count the cost of what it took to be a parent. So mm. uh, I would say on my side, we did not. We knew we wanted to be parents, but we didn't talk about you know who's the disciplinary, what happens, how do we discipline, uh, and things and so forth, so on mm. and so forth. Mm. Same here. We didn't talk about uh, disciplinaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't get a, a book. Yeah. You know, there isn't a book, you know, of how to be a great parent. Yeah. You know, you kind of learn from your experiences. Yeah. And so. Yeah. And even the books that do try and oh, tell yeah. you how to be a great parent, they don't know your child. That's true. <laughs> yeah. They don't understand what you're dealing with. And for some of us, just trying to comprehend and get our minds wrapped around what's in some of the books, Mm -hmm. even if they are good, just get our minds wrapped around it. You know, it's a chore in and of itself. Uh, uh, So so what are some things that you wish you had known about uh, child rearing? And, and, And granted, Corey's only only six now, so he's not that, you know, but what what is something that you wish you had known? Uh, the responsibility of parenting, period. Mm-hmm. It takes two parents mm-hmm. uh, to raise a child. Uh, God, God made Adam and Eve, and God blessed them. They had mm-hmm. a child, and they raised that child together. Uh, in today's society, we see that kind of lopsided because we see when it's not a marriage, you see the mother raising a child, and the mother tries to be the disciplinary and the provider and, mm-hmm. and the you know the caregiver. Uh, so. Looking at that is like, well, that's a that's not the picture God designed, mm-hmm. and we sometimes as humans think that we're all that mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're supposed to be, all, and it's it's not that's not how it's designed. And I, I think that's one of the flaws, me that I saw growing up, grandmother trying to be the provider, the caregiver, mm-hmm. take her, and mm-hmm. then but she still has to be the disciplinary, but then it's like, well, I want to discipline, I'm gonna have your uncle disciplinary, and it was like, well, time out, wow, mm-hmm. why this person. Every time I see him, it's for one thing. <laughs> what did we do wrong? So that that, that, oh, wow. that, that, that affected me growing up as a child. Mm-hmm. I'm wow. Awesome. How about you, Erica? Um, when I think about discipline, I think about my dad. Mm-hmm. But um, both my mom and dad disciplined me as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to Corey, we kind of clash. Mm-hmm there because mm. I'm used to you know um, my mom would, would talk daddy would talk to but you get some action with talking too mm-hmm. um, so I, I'm used to um, just getting both perspectives mm-hmm. but how I was raised was my parents would rather hear whatever was happening with me they wanted to come from me first mm. as opposed to them being told what was going on mm-hmm. um, but uh, wow and, you know, it's something how our parents parent us the best they know how. And that sealed some thoughts and perspectives in us. Mm-hmm. But then mom and dad, when you have a child, you've got to measure those two together. You've got to get your two perspectives in sync. 
And for a lot of husbands and wives, man, that's a chore. And so I appreciate what you told us last week, Corey, about how you decided that for the first few years of marriage, you didn't want a child. You wanted to spend that getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad idea. I, it's not a bad idea because as I often say, you know, you get married when you're 20 or 25 and man, that's 40 or 50 years worth of stuff that you got to come together over and get worked out. You got to find your marriage rhythm, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a new term I just came up with. Mm-hmm. You got to establish your marriage rhythm mm-hmm. and then you can think about bringing a child. And, and I appreciate hearing you say, Corey, just, just the utter weight of the responsibility of being a parent. And when you put it that way, man, I understand well why you have children when you're young. <laughs> you have children when you're young. You have a child after 50 or something, you tell a little baby, you better be quiet, man. I will hang you out the window. <laughs> you know, that, that's awesome, though. And, and, and discipline. So, Erica, tell me, so are, are, you, are you pro or anti-corporal punishment? Oh, I think it has its place. Uh-huh. Uh, like with technology, it has its place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, use the scripture, beat them, they won't die, you know. <laughs> they ain't gonna die. <laughs> but um, I, I do believe it has its place. But at the yeah. same time, you don't want to shun your child so much that when it comes the opportunity to have them talk to you, mm-hmm. that they shut down. Mm. And so I wanted the relationship. I'd rather mm. have the relationship so you, I can hear where you're coming from. I can see where you're coming from, what you're thinking. Yeah. I want the relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how about you, Corey? Pro or anti-corporal punishment? Because I think I know. <laughs> uh, I, I guess it has its place now in my where I am now. Uh, but before my wife, she would tell you, oh, bro, come on, get it in. Like, you messed it up. I told you I know. <laughs> come, on, come on, get it in. And so it... Really on my marriage, uh, not, not for, in our parenting, really mm-hmm. early on in our parenting, I had just got back from deployment. It wasn't like a combat deployment. I just got back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, here's my son. He's three months. I was like, I didn't have to do the stand up all night thing. Yeah. And my wife's son is crying. I said, son, cut it out. <laughs> and she says, what, what are you doing? I'm like, he crying for no reason. <laughs> and so, you know. <laughs> The inflection in my voice really say, son, come on. And she's like, that is his only way of communication. And you're talking about somebody feeling like a peon in the room, the smallest yeah. person in the room. I yeah. was like, well, I never thought about it like that. Because when I, I'm going back, I'm reflecting back in my brain. Okay, what did my grandmother, my aunts, uncles do? Okay, now, oh, mm-hmm. stop all that crying. And she was, when she said, that's his way of communication. Yeah. He may be hungry. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't think of that. Yeah. And so, re- recalling some of the things we learned in our past, mm-hmm. really good when you mm. come to parenting because you can you can take what was done back then and apply it now. And my son, he'll grow up. He'll and he'll repeat that cycle by saying, yeah. "Okay, stop. Let me talk to him. Let me, let me understand what's going on." Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I can appreciate that. And 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 just a moment of. Transparency, I'll be honest with you all for a moment. Uh, long before you all had little Corey, 
I spent a good amount of time praying for you on that. <laughs> I did. I spent a good amount of time talking to the Lord about you. I said, Lord, don't let Brother Dixon kill the child. <laughs> no, but I, 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 know, I know you, and I knew how logical you were. And I know how you like to simplify things. And I could well imagine you, I could easily imagine you saying to your child, well, you've eaten, you've been changed, you don't have to go to work, there's nobody bothering you, so why are you crying right now? You shouldn't be crying right now. And I, I, I easily imagine that being you. Mm -hmm. And so to hear you say that you did have that wake-up call, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. And, and it takes some parents so long to have that wake-up call. And unfortunately, some never do have that wake-up call. And then we have those mothers who have to deal with postpartum depression and, and so forth and so on. And it goes all the way back to your previous statement about just the sheer weight of the responsibility of being a parent. You know, so uh, uh, that, that's something to consider. You know, Bishop, um, and even in the marriage, when you talk about children, the, I won't say the issue, but the, the, um, the question becomes, especially to the, to the, the husband and the wife, mm -hmm. birth control. Mm. Should you be on birth control? Because we had that discussion while we were dating. Wow. Should you be on birth control? How long should you be on birth control? And if it's going to affect if you're going to be able to even carry children. And yeah. so we had that discussion wow. prior to marriage. Mm. And even um, during marriage, you know, do you continue to be on birth control? Do you not be on birth control? And so that, that's something for each marriage to yeah. discuss, you it know, is. on their own. Um, so that was a that was a huge thing for us. Yeah, yeah, and that is that is an, an important discussion. How many children do we really want to have? Mm -hmm. And and you know I get concerned sometimes when people, uh, and 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 Lord help me, please understand me. Be patient with me, those of you who are listening. I'm not coming down on women or anything like that. But to say that uh, I got pregnant by accident, mm -hmm. and. Uh, you know, we have to teach our young ladies, this is how you get pregnant. And you'd be surprised, you'd be surprised at the number of girls who are misinformed about pregnancy, even the number of boys. And uh, you know my daughter, Darcy, uh, she was a high school teacher in the States, and she would tell us that there are young ladies in high school who thought that you couldn't get pregnant standing up. Wow. So that's out there. And so it's it's serious thing. Think how many children do you want to have? Mm -hmm. Because every time you have one, you're reminded of what an awesome responsibility this is. Mm -hmm. I remember before I got married, I knew I always wanted a wife. I knew I always wanted children. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got my wife, and I'm gonna keep her for the <laughs> remainder of my days. And <laughs> and uh, I wanted ten children. I wanted ten children, but we had one. <laughs> I said, hey, scratch that. <laughs> scratch that. And then we had another one really soon after. I said, not only scratch that, but fix that. <laughs> I can't do this. You know, so, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's an important conversation to have, though. And so, so is it that, 
are, are these some major uh, eye-openers for you? Uh, uh, are there any more major eye-openers? Just the sheer weight of the responsibility of being a parent, uh, the variance in your uh, uh, discipline style. Are there any more major eye-openers that you all can recall uh, uh, after having a child? Patience. Uh -huh. Patience. Um, I remember when um, we desired a child because the four years had come and it went. Mm. And so um, my sisters were having children. Uh, my oldest sister has five sons. <laughs> wow. And my youngest sister now has three children. And at the time, um, at um, I think she was 22, my younger sister was 22, she was expecting. Mm -hmm. And there came a time in our, in our marriage where my sisters wouldn't even talk to me about children. Mm. And so um, when we were first married, people would say, oh, do you all want children and everything? And we say, yes, of course. And um, when the time period of our four years happened, they stopped asking. People stopped asking us after a few, a few years and just assumed something was wrong. And yeah. my sisters assumed something was wrong with me. And, um, and we had the discussion and uh, he, I thought something was wrong with him and he thought something was wrong with me. <laughs> and we said, well, hey, let's go to the doctor and yeah. see what's going on. And so we talked about that. And so, um, do you have anything to add to that? Well, well Grant, we, we never went. Uh, but we never went. Mm -hmm. and, uh, one, one thing, I, I thank God that we did not become bitter mm -hmm. at God because our, my, we almost can't just like, well, God, we did everything you kind of told us to do. Mm -hmm. We waited till we got married to have sex with each other. We left when we cleave. And now and we start doing a finger pointing thing. Mm -hmm. Look at all the people over there having sex. Mm. They got no, that's like having babies, yes. no care desire in the world. And yet we're trying to do what you're called for us to do. And like now we came. Uh, and so it, it, that was a little, the ebbs and flows of life. You get yeah. those ebbs and flows. And, but through those, the, the, the ebbs, when you go to the lowest point, you still have to trust God. You mm -hmm. still have to like, and the thing that I'm realizing is God's timing is always best. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Always, always best. Absolutely. Uh, what I mean by that is we might have couldn't handle <clears throat> at that period, that moment, a check coming along because mm -hmm. there are certain things that we said in our lives. It was, I look, look back over now, it's hilarious. My wife said, I do not want to be in college pregnant. Mm. And God took that moment and was like, okay, since you said that, I'm going to show you that even during your pregnancy, you can still make it through college. Mm -hmm. like, and that was one, like, one of the lowest points of my life. Like, I can't wait, I'm pregnant. Wow. And this teacher, about to, I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. Sister, just chill out. You, yeah. you, you're going to make it. You like to deploy, sister. It, it all worked yeah. out, and, and, and it's, it's those moments that when you when you, and it's, when we tell God we can't do something or it's, mm -hmm. that's not impossible, we start finger pointing. Uh, it's not for us to finger point. You celebrate those who are mm -hmm. uh, who who deserve celebration or who's who's getting honored. But then mm -hmm. when, when it's your turn, you want other people then then say, "Hey, congratulations!" And no matter what the circumstance or situation. You really have to trust God, mm -hmm. and it's it's it's, it's all it, now. It's like it, it's kind of hindsight is twenty twenty. Oh, trust God! But when you're going through, going that through. is the most difficultest time and moments. But we, we yeah. still trusted God, and our pastor, uh, 
Robinson. Yeah, I'm North Carolina. Robinson. Superintendent Robinson spoke into our lives. He said, you know what? Mm. You're about to walk through an open gate. And we we're like, okay, yeah. walk through an open gate. <laughs> Don't know what that means. <laughs> walk this open gate. Uh, but he later on told his wife, he's like, yeah, Eric er- er- and Corey, they're going to have a son. He told my wife, I see you playing catch with your son. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the point we're like, okay, cool. Because you, you hear so many things in life, throughout life. You're yeah. like, okay, cool. I mean, yeah. See, you yeah. playing catch with your son. Yeah, cool. When is this catch of this ball going to happen? And to be, to be honest with you, the time frame that she conceived, mm. we were both upset with each other. Mm. Absolutely we frustrated with each other. Very upset. You don't let me go nowhere. Nah, we got into an argument. Yeah. I was like, what in the world? And she... She went to Atlanta with her, sure her, uh, so, her mom and her sister. Sure I stayed home and I was so frustrated. I said, no, I'm going to put the house back in order because they came here and tore the whole house. I was ironing towels, ironing <laughs> blankets, ironing sheets. And she came back home and like still frustrated, still upset with each other. And it was as if like, all right, cool. I, while we're, we're upset, I don't know. Happened. You went and did that. <laughs> we're back together now. Yeah. Happy birthday. And... Long story short, so I started to bring the close, but I had it in up time. I said, Man, "Something ain't right about your body. Like, I know that something happens every month, and then <laughs> even, it ain't happening. Yeah. And she, not me, you know, she's still in school, yeah. going back her own business, ain't got a clue. I mean, like, I'm thinking, it's been a month. You haven't noticed your body hasn't done anything. Yeah. And she's like, no, well, I'm just, well, I'm washing dishes. I'm like, sister, <laughs> like, I said." Your stomach seems a little hard. You might want to go check yourself. She was like, ah, whatever. And lo and behold, she called me up for lunch. One man said, hey, I need to have lunch with you. I was like, cool. And she's like, I'm pregnant. I said, shut up. <laughs> and so that, 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 that's how that came out. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, that's a strange occurrence that you usually don't hear the man convincing the woman <laughs> that something may be going on here. It's usually the other way around here. Uh, somebody's attention wasn't where it may all the be. <laughs> but that's okay though. That's awesome though. Now listen, tell me, tell me, what is some really good parental guidance you've received? Some really good guidance you have received. Where did it come from? Uh, most likely, I'm my, one of my mentors. Um, but in this, and I, 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 I simply this: there, there's no one person in the relationship mm-hmm. that should be the sole disciplinary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I talked to my wife about this because she, she's apprehensive about discipline. Like, I'm gonna tell you, Daddy. No, 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 mm. no. Don't tell me. Mm-hmm. You need to get out to that because if you tell yeah. me, our son would view me as. Here come that angry man. Right, and right. You got one initiative. That's the popular. <laughs> so I want to be the loving parent sometimes too. So you, yeah. we have to share in this, this relationship of discipline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. That's good. I think a lot of times um, we don't know what we're praying for mm-hmm. um, because while we were waiting to even have a child, um, and when he came, I said, "Look, were we praying for sleepless nights?" Lord, were we praying for disobedience? Mm. Were we praying for, you know, all this stuff that's going on that happens, you know, when you're parenting a child? I'm like, Lord, we pray for that? And then when, on the flip side, when we think about, you know, the Lord's patience with us yeah. and his graciousness with us, you know, it makes yeah. you think back, you know what, son, this, 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 this. And a mm-hmm. lot of times um, when we just think about the parent 
parent-child relationship and our Heavenly Father in our relationship, mm-hmm. it just gives us a, a, um, an appreciation for yeah. the patience he has with us. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I, I patience is is definitely yeah. one of the things I've learned. I know that's right. I know that's right, and that uh, I wish we had time to talk about parenting by grace. Mm. Parenting by grace, you know. I remember uh, I remember studying psychology a lot of years ago. I've got multiple degrees in psychology, and one thing we learned there that really stuck out to me when you're raising children is about learning the difference between behavior and misbehavior. Some things a child does, it's natural behavior. It's just behavior. You can correct it, you can teach it, you can instruct it, but it's behavior. Mm -hmm. And there are some things a child does, I know this is wrong, (laughs) but I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. Now that's misbehavior. Mm -hmm. When the child is aware of his or her action, that's misbehavior. And the point of discipline is to help the child to discern the difference between the two and monitor himself or herself and bring themselves and keep themselves in line. And bring themselves in line. And that's why I appreciate what you say, Corey, about uh, uh, the child not learning that you're just this heavy hand. The child learning that, hey, you're my counselor also, my dad, my mentor, my, I, we have a relationship. I can't remember who it is that said that uh, rules without a relationship lead to rebellion. Hmm. And I said, that's, that's pretty much true. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much true. Children who rebel do so because they have a lot of rules, but they never understood how their mom and their dad felt about them. They lack the relationship. Oh, my goodness. I wish we had time to deal with that. Oh, my goodness. Time is going short. Let me, let me ask you this. Talk to me. What is Corey's relationship like with his grandparents? That is very interesting because we're in the military. Yeah. Uh, and so he only knows what FaceTime. No, well, he's seen grandma and grandpa. Uh-huh. Uh, so... My mom is deceased. He doesn't know that. Mm. So he sees my dad and my stepmom. We call Mimi. And he thinks that's his, that's my mom. Yeah. So I'm asking, well, how do I deal with this one day? Uh-huh. Because I'm going to have to say, you know, son, that's not my, my actual mother. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, h- h- how do we deal with that? And then we go to my wife's side mm-hmm. of the family. Mm-hmm. Her mom is single and her dad is remarried. So it's like we got to go over here and mm-hmm. say, hey, grandma. And then we have to go over here and say, hey, grandpa. Grandma. And it's like, and so it's that dynamic within itself. Yeah. is like, oh, man, yeah. how, how, how do you deal with that? And we're, we're slowly learning how to deal with it. And yeah. some, one of the ways that we deal with it is uh, my, my wife helped me out with this. Well, my, my stepmom, I don't call her stepmom. Mm-hmm. I call her Mimi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it it because stepmom to me was always so. It sounds like uh, you're not my mom, like right, right. So right. to establish a relation was always Mimi, and she said, "I like that, Erica. Please call me Mimi." And so mm-hmm. that helped me. It's like, hey, Mimi, and it's easy flowing. Right. It's easier for me to connect with Mimi than my dad sometimes. Come by, hey, Mimi, what's going on? My dad, hey, dad, and it's because I know she genuinely loves me. Right. Right. Not because of anything else. She just she just genuinely loves me. So it's and that that's something that we're learning how to work with. And yeah, we're, we're praying at one point we need to get back to the states mm. 
so they can have a relationship yeah. with him. Yeah. Uh, so he can yeah. understand that when I go to grandma's house and grandpa's house, we do all this cool stuff together. And mm-hmm. it's not about toys and all that stuff, but they, they just take me out. I hang with them. I can ask them questions. Yeah. Because sometimes he's missing that aspect of life. Right, well. right. Wow. Great. Yeah, what do you see in your uh, parents' relationship with Corey, Erica? I can even answer that. It's interesting because when we came to Okinawa, Koi was just thir- 13 months old. Mm-hmm. And so the only relationship he has is electronic, mm. other than the times that we get to spend with them in uh-huh. the States and with COVID, you know. But um, he knows who they are. Right. He knows who they are, but a, a relationship. He needs to physically be there right. in order to establish that. Right. Um, and it's so interesting because on my husband's side, Corey is the only grandchild. Mm. So there's a different dynamic there. Right. Um, but on my side, he's the sixth grandson. Um, and so, yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's just so interesting because his cousins and all of that, the relationships that happen with that, right. Right. you know, can't necessarily happen here in Okinawa. Right, right. You know, and that, and that was one thing that we spent a lot of years over here. Our sons grew up over here and everything. But one thing that always disappointed me, well, I want to be careful how I say this, but it was always something of a letdown that my sons didn't get to know their grandmother like I got to know my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And uh, because our relationship was so special. But I just thought I would throw that in there. And uh, we kicked that around a little bit. Oh my goodness, guess what? We're out of time. We're out of time. Folks, you've been listening to us here on Marriage and Family Clinic. Thank God for uh, Corey and Erica Dixon joining with me, spending this precious time with us. Uh, but, you know, our mission again is to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. I want to help you fix some stuff and, and help you repair and grow and perfect your marriage and relationships. Remember, if you want to hear this again or any other segment, simply look the podcast up. Search Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean. Search us there and you can find Marriage and Family Clinic. Got to get out of here now. Got to go. But always remember, you can't have peace without surrendering your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.